Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. Good afternoon. Welcome again to Next Gen Weekend. Was, well, that worship was phenomenal, was it not? I mean, it was amazing. So incredible. I, I, I just, this is the third time we've done this and I'm just like, are you, is this for real? Is this real life? <laughs> Those young people are so talented. Uh, we're excited. For the past 14 years, we've been doing Next Gen Weekends. We planted the church 15 years ago. And we started doing them right away and um, we're so excited, not just to highlight, as we said earlier, a few people, but just really to express God's heart. And that's God's heart to raise up sons and daughters. In fact, Pastor Jeff is going to be preaching next week in our DNA series. Um, he's going to be preaching about we're more than servants, we're sons and daughters. And that's a DNA trait that we have here. That's something we value. Uh, if I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet, my name's Tyron Caswell. I'm the next-gen pastor here at Milestone. My wife, Betsy, and I came to plant the church 15 years ago. And so we uh, are, are into more than just programs. We're into more than just gathering. We're into raising up the next generation. And uh, I know if you just saw that, you believe like we believe, that uh, the future for Milestone and the future for the body of Christ is pretty great. Amen? We can give God a hand there. So... None of that would be possible if it wasn't for uh, the stellar team that's up here with me. Now, this is just a small portion of our team. We have many people that are leading back in our children's environments that also lead on our, our uh, midweek environments called Elevate, our student ministry environment. But each one of these up here play a significant role and creating environments for our young people to encounter God. So I'm, I got a, a short little message with some thoughts I want to share. Uh, but before I do that, I want them uh, to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about their role and how long they've been here in Milestone. Hey everyone, Jesse Wagner and my wife and I, Liz, we moved down to Milestone about a year and a half ago and I serve as our high school youth pastor. Hi, I'm Ashley Hicks, and my husband Corey and I joined Milestone in 2010, and I recently joined the team as the director of kids ministry. Hey, you guys, I'm Luke Newby. I've been at church for uh, about 14 years now, and I'm our middle school director. And hey, I'm Kendall Shaw. I have been part of the church for almost nine years now, and for five of those years, I've been on staff as the worship coordinator, serving in our youth ministry and on weekend services. So awesome, guys. Love this team. This team is so amazing. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 127. I'm going to read it. It's a short chapter. It has just uh, five verses in it. And then I have a few thoughts that I want to share with some practical applications. And then what we really want to get into is we really want to hear from each one of you guys, hear about your story, how you got connected to Milestone, your journey, but also, more importantly, your passion for their young people and how we uh, wake up every single day and we uh, want to create the best environment and the best on roads possible for our young people to encounter God. So Psalms 127, this is a Psalm of Solomon. Solomon we know is King David's son and, and he writes this and he says, unless the Lord builds the house, he says, they labor in vain who build it. I love it, I just wanna stop there because I believe he's talking about a church but he also could be talking about a physical family. You know, we want God to get involved into what we're doing, amen, because we need God's help, don't we, moms and dads? We need God's help to help us to parent and raise godly children. And so he says, listen, unless God is involved in that, then you labor in vain. He said, unless the Lord guards the city, he says, the watchmen, they keep awake in vain. 
It is vain for you to rise up early and to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors. For he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gates. I really want to focus on verse 4. Because I think there are some comparisons that we can make between an arrow in the hand of a warrior and our children. And if you think about an arrow, you think about someone had to design it. Someone had to craft it. They had to go through great lengths to make sure that the weight was appropriate. To make sure that it would fly true, that it would fly straight. And so there's attention to detail and care that has to happen in order for the end result to be there. And when it comes to raising young people, we do realize that we are not the main voice in your young person's life. We are a voice, but we're not the main voice. And so we want to come alongside and we want to partner with you as mom and dad. We want to help reinforce what you're teaching at home. And so I think there's some comparisons that we can make. The first one would be this. They must be carefully shaped and formed. An arrow, if it's going to fly true, if it's going to hit its mark, it's got to be carefully shaped and formed. Now, parents, this starts at home. Our, our home environments are where our young people should primarily be shaped and formed. And when you're, you know, you're just getting started as a parent and you have young children, what that looks like practically is, is, is bedtime stories. That's you spending time processing with them talking with them, sharing stories, praying over them. And then you grow, uh, they grow up and then it turns into conversations around the dinner table. And the cultures that we create in our homes need to be very intentional. Because after almost 20 years of student ministry, here's something that I found to be true. Is that the only thing as parents that we can really bank on and really hope is that our young people, when they leave our homes... They have learned to hear God for themselves. And what happens is in our homes, we can teach them and help them to understand how to hear God's voice through his word and the impressions on their hearts. And so it's our conversations. It's the bedtime stories. It's the bedtime prayers. It's uh, teaching each other how to honor one another. That's where they're crafted and that's where they're formed. Number two, I believe that they must be guided with skill and with strength. Parents, this is knowing them, K-N-O-W, and knowing them, N-O. So this is about getting involved in your young person's life. And we were talking just the other day, and social media has really changed the game for young people. We live in a very technological, you know, uh, generation. And so, you know, they're on so many different social media platforms. And, you know, I wanted to kind of come up to speed on some of our stats because stats change year to year. And so I, I researched, you know, how many hours, uh, you know, uh, in average does a young person spend on social media. And as, as in March 2017, uh, the earliest statistic that, that I found is that they spend an average of nine hours a day on different social media platforms. So what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what that means. It means that they are processing, not with mom and dad, they're processing with friends through social media. It means that they're having whole relationships that are birthed and they're lived out 
through social media, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or whatever, Twitter, whatever it is that they're on. Trust me, they're not on Facebook, by the way. That's for all of us old people. I mean, think about this. Think about the days of old, the old school days where a young man would have to go to a, to a, a, a young woman's dad and have to ask for permission to take her out on a date. Simply, yeah, remember that? <laughs> now, what happens most of the time is relationships are going on and mom and dad doesn't even know about it. You go in a, in a room and all of a sudden you find your daughter heartbroken and it's over a boy and it's a relationship. There's an emotional bond that she had and you had no clue that it was really going on because it happened all under your nose and it happened under, uh, in social media. And so we have to know, K-N-O-W, what's going on. And that means spending time at their bedside as well and praying over them at night, talking to them about what's going on in their world. And trust me, I know I have three teenagers of my own. And so I know there are times that they don't want to process. They want to keep things under wrap. But I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe that God wants to touch the hearts of our young people. So if you have a teenage son or daughter that is resistant to processing with you their clothes, Keep praying, number one. And number two, keep going back. You might get rejected, mom and dad, but it's okay. Don't take it personal. Keep going back and believing for God's best, and you're going to have a breakthrough. But it's also knowing them. It's also about there's a culture and a standard that we have in our homes. And our young people are going to try to test that. And so they're going to try to get you to emotionally sway off of what your standard is. And let me just tell you, mom and dad, you need to stand your ground. You need to stand your ground. No matter what kind of you know, temper tantrum, no matter kind of what you know, things that they do, you need to stand your ground. And this is, you take this advice, I, 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 this is for free, trust me, this will help you. Those things called smartphones, they should not be sacred ground for young people. I'll say that again, y'all didn't get that. Y'all not ready for this. They shouldn't be sacred ground. What I mean by that is, you need to get on their phone and find out what kind of conversations are going on. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. You need to, for some of you, you, you need to have your son or your daughter turn that thing in about 10 o'clock every night. Leave it in, you know what I'm saying, on the kitchen table. That just, you don't have to take that, just for free, okay? <laughs> Number three, they must be given care. My note's all messed up here. Or they will not fly straight. They must be given care or they will not fly straight. And so this is where um, the house of God comes into play. This is where it's so important and critical to place them in the right environments. You see, you know, the environments that we work so hard to create is because we understand that when young people come into the presence of God, that God begins to do in their life what we can't do as, as parents. Only the presence of God can truly touch the heart uh, of a human being, much less a young person. And so you've got to get them in the right environments where it reinforces what we're being taught or what they're being taught at home. And so it's so important. You know, we have retreats and we have camps and we have midweek services and we have our service for our, our children back there. And, you know, those are all very intentional environments that we create because we know that we got to reinforce 
what God's doing in their life. And number four, they must be aimed and given direction. Just like if an arrow is going to hit its mark, it must be aimed and it must be pulled back with strength and skill so that it can, it can hit the right mark. And, and what that means for us is it's our role as moms and dads, grandmothers and grandfathers. It's our role to be able to find out and help them to discover what are their strengths? What are their passions? What are they good at? I tell young people all the time, you're not a 10 everywhere, but you are a 10 somewhere. Because God created you that way. way. God formed you and God fashioned you that way. There's God-given potential in every one of our young people. And so we have to guide them so that they will hit the mark. And and here's something I think that a lot of times as, as parents we check out on is, you know, as they get in their junior and senior year, we're really focused on what university or college they're gonna go to. And I think that's a good thing. We're talking about majors and we're, we're going on visits to universities. And, and we, we get them there and, and they figure out what they're going to do. And then we're kind of like, whoo, you know, they're on their own. This is going to be great and I'm here if you, if you need me. But the, the thing that we really fail to focus on that I think is key, it's more key than what school they're going to go to, is when they get to that university, when they get to that city, what spiritual environment are they going to get planted into. Listen, if you go on a site visit with your son or your daughter, you need to make sure you have enough time to visit the local churches in the area. You need to ask questions. Listen, this will help you. You need to ask questions. You need to find out what kind of ministries they offer so that they can get involved in and serve. I I, I know for us, we value our young people serving each other. I think it's important. It's important that they lead at a young age. Why? You don't have to wait to be great. And if we just kind of create this atmosphere where they just sit and listen all the time, they never learn to serve. They never learn to use their gifts and talents. And what we want to do is we want to launch them out of this house to wherever God's called them to go in the world, that they would land on that university, they would land at that job, and they would take the same values that they've learned here, and they would walk them out. But they need spiritual environments, okay? Well, I'm going to get to our panel because... These guys are the real heroes. These guys are the ones who are really, um, you know, creating and shaping those environments. And, and I'm going to start with you, Kendall. And I remember when Kendall, uh, 16 years old, she first came into Elevate. And I, I said this uh, this morning. I thought about this actually last night. I, I remember one of our retreats that we had. And we had one of those big blow-up bounce houses where you got in with these big boxing gloves. Come on, adults, you, you know you really want to get in there. And so there was this girl in there. I'm talking, she was pounding this middle school boy. I mean, destroying him. I was like, who is this girl? It's Kendall Shaw. She messed that little dude up, man. I'm like, she's got anger issues. (laughs) But Kendall came into that environment and really had no clue as to what was going on. Didn't really grow up around church. And um, we discovered very quickly that Kendall had uh, not only, she had some talents, but she had a real call from God to help lead worship. And what you saw on this stage just a moment ago, Kendall is really one of the, the key leaders to help raise up and create that. And so Kendall, talk to us a little bit about that er- early life. Yes, absolutely. How you got connected, talk to us about that. But then also tell us a little bit about why you're so passionate about creating environments for young people. 
Yeah, well, like Pastor T said, I came into the church when I was 16 years old. I was a little scrappy, obviously, but I came in in a time in my life where, you know, just because of some decisions that I had made and some of my life circumstances, I was really at my own rock bottom kind of place. And I was looking for answers. I didn't know what answers I was really looking for, but just looking for somewhere where I could go and kind of clean my life up or get better, become a better person. And so, of course, I'm like, well, good people are at church, so maybe I should just go there and see what happens. So I walk in the doors of Milestone, and the first event that I went to was our Battle of the Sexes retreat. And I don't know if you know what that is, but it's in February, and it's a weekend where the students all go out of town. We take their cell phones for the weekend. Some kids freak out, but it's so good because it's concentrated time away, unplugged with no distractions to be able to hear from God and connect with people, which is so valuable. And I had never experienced anything like that. I had never really been in church before. But I went to our Battle of the Sexes retreat and that's where I really met God for the first time because of the environment that was created there for me. I got to meet Jesus and then that's where I gave my life to Christ that weekend and it changed the trajectory of my entire life. And so if you have a student, we gave you a card whenever you came in and it has some key dates on it. We have Battle of the Sexes in February, but then we have our fall retreat coming up in November. And if you have a student, seriously, get them there. Those moments are so, so, so key, even more so than a Wednesday night, because what God would normally do in a two to three month period, he does in two to three days, because we set that side, I mean, t- set that time aside, and all of us have been impacted by those weekends, so get your student there if you haven't done that before. But one of our DNA distinctives here at the church is that the presence of God is irresistible, and those weekends are such a cool picture of that. Um, you know, our goal on Wednesday is never to be cool, to be the coolest thing on the street or to have hype or anything like that. We do want to create environments where students are proud to be, somewhere they want to be on Wednesday nights. But even more than that, you know, our main goal is to set the table for students to encounter the presence of God in a real way. Not religion, not checking off, okay, I went to church this week. I did the church thing. I did um, the Jesus thing. I read my Bible. We want it to be a real and thriving walk with God. And so whenever we plan our Wednesday night services, that's our main goal. That's the thing on our mind is how can we create space, create moments within those services where students can meet with Jesus. Students just want three things, really. They want authenticity. I mean, they like the cool moments, but more than that, they really do want those authentic relationships and they really want to interact with God themselves. And then they want spiritual family, which is just relationships. And then the last one is they want to get in the game and they want to engage with the environment. So like you saw up here in worship, that was amazing. All of those people were 17 years old and under. Isn't that incredible that they were up here leading you in worship? They did an awesome job. And all weekend I've been sitting over there trying not to cry like a baby just because that's not even us, you know. There's, there's so much talent in the generation that's coming behind us. And it's our job as stewards to call that out in them and to give them opportunities to step into that. We always say that you don't have to wait to be great. And that's not even just a church principle. First of all, that's God's principle. I don't think that it's God's heart for us to wait until we're in our 30s and 40s to step into what he's called us to do. Why not start now? And so my greatest joy in my job is not 
even getting up here and leading songs myself on a weekend or a Wednesday, my greatest joy is coaching those students up to be all that God's called them to be because they're incredible. They're going to go even further than we've gone because they're starting now. And so it's a joy and it's an honor and a privilege. And really, I mean, they're doing the deal. They're leading as strong as some of our adults, you know. So, um, yeah, I love getting to do what I do. And all I can say is that my life was genuinely changed in this environment and through the things that I'm talking about. And if you get your student plugged in, their lives are going to be changed too. Awesome. Thank you, Kendall. So powerful. You know, Jesse and I connected a couple years ago. His wife, Liz, um, and, and himself, they're both on the team. She serves in our communications department, and, and he works with our high school students. And um, we met on a mission trip, um, and our mission trip started in South Beach, Miami. It wasn't a typical mission trip. It was, it was great. Um, but the thing that really drew me and connected me to Jesse, I was just really taken back, was his Bible trivia skills. Like he's got some serious, I mean, you guys, you got, I mean, him and his brothers, they won the Jeff Foxworthy, you know what I'm saying, the, the American Bible Challenge, they won the entire season. Right there. See that? Like, I look a little different yeah, back then. God transformed me. He yeah. did. We believe in miracles here. <laughs> Jesse um, and Liz are just a tremendous gift to our church. And, um, you know, we really uh, were so impressed by, we brought him in for a retreat. And uh, he spoke to our students. And it was amazing. Our students really connected. And so we just kept, you know, continuing that relationship. And then there were many he graduated ORU, his wife and him, and then they were, you know, trying to figure out what are we going to do. And they began to pray and ask God what their next steps were. And so Jesse, talk to us a little bit about those next steps, about you're graduating ORU, you're praying, and then what you're passionate about on uh, your role on this team. Yeah. So my wife and I, Liz, we both grew up in families with parents who were in ministry. Uh, my wife's parents have been pastoring for over 25 years. Uh, my parents have done international evangelism for a number of years. And so I grew up traveling into third world countries, you know, India, Pakistan, you know, Africa, and, and preaching from a young age. But as we got married, we really began to see God about what he had for us next. And, and we felt drawn to, to do local church ministry. And, and we didn't really know where it would be or what it would look like. But we had a vision in our hearts of, of the type of environment we would be in, um, what the, the culture of a church, the type of leadership, just the relationships. And, and we had this vision in our heart, and we're just really praying for God to plant us somewhere. And we saw people around us, you know, just graduating a Christian college. We saw people submitting job applications and putting out resumes and starting their own ministries and not that any of that was wrong but for us we felt like God was really asking us to just trust him and that he would plant us in a church and it, it was a challenging thing for us at, at times because I'm getting ready to graduate and there's no job lined up um, but we really got divinely connected with Pastor Tyron and Betsy um, and, and felt like God was just instantly drawing us to be a part of the spiritual family here at Milestone. And spiritual family has been a really big thing for us uh, just since joining the team. You know, it's one of our core values. And, and the Bible says in Psalm 68, 6, it's, it's a key verse for us here at the church that God sets the lonely 
family and families. And we really believe that God set us here. And, and spiritual family for us has become, it's been a reality for us, um, but it's also been a revelation to us since being here and really grown in our understanding of what it means. And now it's, it's our passion to help students experience that same thing as well. It's our passion to help students, your kids, to experience real relationships in spiritual family. And, and that's we're so passionate about creating environments to do that. One where students can yeah, encounter the presence of God, but they can also experience genuine, real relationships. And I was thinking just about spiritual family this last weekend. Uh, the last two weekends, we've had Baptism Weekend, which has been so cool just seeing dozens of students go public with their faith. And I saw there was this group of five students this past weekend, and it was so cool what an amazing picture of spiritual family. These five girls had all been a part of the same small group and all just within the last few months had given their lives to Jesus. And they got baptized together last weekend and they asked us before service, they said, can we just like all go in the baptism tank together and just watch each other and hug each other and celebrate with each other? And we were like, of course, that's awesome. And I was just thinking, what a cool picture of these girls who have, have experienced Jesus, had their lives lives changed by him and then get and then experience spiritual family in such a real way that they wanted to share this moment together and I believe that we are creating these environments where your students can encounter spiritual family where they can where they can have real lasting relationships peer-to-peer and also with with older leaders in their life who will who will, who will be people who will pour their lives into your students but maybe you're here sitting today and, and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, that's great for, for those girls. That's great for, for other kids in the church, but, but my kid's not experiencing that. I'm experiencing something different from my kid. My kid's far from God. I'm having these issues with my kid. Let me just speak to you for a moment. I want you to know, number one, that, that we're praying for you and that we're praying with you. Parents, you got to know if your kid's far from God, if, if they're not experienced experiencing what we're talking about here. We're praying for you. We're believing with you. We wake up every single day with a passion in our hearts to see your kids encounter Jesus and encounter spiritual family. We take time multiple times a year to pray and fast and seek God for young people in our community, in our church, to come into relationship with Jesus, to to walk out their destiny, to, to get involved in spiritual family, to find their people. We're praying for you and believing with you. And second thing I would just encourage you, like we've said multiple times here, get your kids in these environments. Get your kid plugged into a small group where a small group leader will invest their lives into them. Get your kid plugged into our camps and retreats where they can encounter um, just a saturated presence of God over the course of, of, of three to five days. Those environments will change their lives and mark them forever. So I'm just so grateful just to be a part of this house, to be a part of this church, because I truly believe that we are creating these environments where young people can encounter spiritual family in a real way. That's awesome, Jesse. Thank you, man. So powerful. You know, when we started Milestone, um, you know, like I said, almost 15 years ago, I had a dream in my heart of what, what could be. You know, I saw this kind of picture in my mind's eye. And so I'm like, Lord, if we're going to build this kind of student ministry, we got to start off really strong. Like I need, I need a stud athlete, kind of like Nathan, that state re- wrestling champion who was up here. I need one of those, God, maybe two preferably. And the Lord, he, he's pretty funny, you know, he's got a sense of humor. And so the first student that showed up, we got a picture right here. 
That's strong right there, y'all. I said, that's not even funny. I, I wanted to be like Jonah and, and, and flee, you know, from the word of the Lord. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But in all seriousness, Luke, man, you know, I'm from South Louisiana. So we grew up with shotguns and, and, and you know, rubber boots. And, and this guy grew up wearing his sister's jeans and pink Converse's. And I thought, that's like oil and water, Lord. This is they didn't have skinny work. jeans back then, so I didn't I know, you were, you were ahead of the time there. But in all seriousness, Luke has been, he's become one of the most phenomenal leaders that I know. What, what Luke has walked through. Our, our, our backgrounds are very similar, so I have a heart for him. And Luke has really become a spiritual son to me. And just seeing him pass each and every test and him and his wife, Samantha, and their daughter, Winslet, and what God is doing in their life is just phenomenal. I, I just love it. I'm so proud of you, Luke, and so proud of what God's doing. And it's only the beginning. Talk to us a little bit, Luke, about those early days and then talk to us about your passion for our middle school students. Well, uh, I, I believe thoroughly that your destiny is tied to your relationships. And so as you saw... Um, a little, little rough around the edges, had some, had some quirks and things like that. But I, I'm fully a product of this environment. I'm a product of, of Pastor Tyron and leaders like him and Pastor Jeff really pouring their lives into me. And, um, you know, my wife and I, we grew up at Milestone. And uh, I, I'm so thankful that now, not only are we going to get to grow up or, you know, do life here, but we're raising our daughter here, raising our kids here, and that our destinies are going to be changed. And so my wife, she's fantastic. She, uh, Went to Texas, got her master's, uh, CPA, and now she serves as the finance director here. And so we know who tithes, all right. Now, <laughs> she, may, she may know, but just kidding. So outpunted my coverage a little bit, but, you know, we've grown up in this environment, products of the environment. And my heart really as a as middle school director as well is to see your middle school student be transformed by the environment too, that destiny's tied to the relationships. And I want nothing more, uh, you know, I wake up, pray, believe, and have such a passion for your student to get connected to what God is doing here. And that we go through great links to make sure that we, we can take the big and make it small. You know, so many people are worried that as we get bigger that their student will get lost in the mix. Our heart and, and passion is to make sure that does not happen. And so so with teams, with hosting teams, um, with our weekend environment lift that, that I oversee right over here in this meeting room, I'm out there every, every weekend and would love to meet your student. I would love to help get them connected. It's a small group environment. Uh, you know, we do small groups. So we have all of these methods uh, to, to help make the big small and help get your student connected. And so what I would say to you, if you're, if you're a parent of a middle school student, which middle school is hard, all right? I don't know if you guys remember middle school. Like I was very awkward in middle school. Okay, it's like all these different transitions and, and you're changing peer groups. There's new pressures. You're, you're trying to find where's my place. Well, well, let me tell you this. Your student has a place here at Milestone Church. Your student has a place not only to serve, but, but to get connected to a leader, to get connected to spiritual family. And so that's our heart's desire. So if you have a middle school student who, who maybe has had trouble getting integrated into the life of, of Milestone, let me, let me encourage you, email us. I would love to, to meet up with coffee or, or chat with you about how we can help make that happen because I fully believe that that if your student gets plugged into here then their destiny and their life will be changed forever absolutely thank you so powerful please do if you have a son or a daughter's hadn't is really you know apprehensive 
you know, about that, um, email us, let us know. We'd love to set up a time to kind of, you know, help that process. And, and last but not, certainly not least, um, Ashley Hicks is our newest staff member on our Next Gen team. And Ashley and her husband, Corey, have uh, been members of the church for many years now. They serve, uh, in our, served in our growth track. And so Ashley is now our children's director. So overseeing all of our kids' environments in the back. And, and um, you know, Ashley uh, was very successful in the marketplace. She was a VP in the marketplace and very successful. And uh, just really had a call of God ever since she was in college. Felt this call of God. And uh, she's going to talk a little bit about that. And then walked away from the marketplace to come into a, a ministry uh, environment on a ministry team. And help create environments for, for all of our kids together to experience God. So Ashley, we're so thankful that you're on the team. We're so happy to have you and your husband, Corey, and your kids. Tell us a little bit about that early journey. And then tell us about how you're passionate about the environments back there for our children. Yes, so I definitely knew in college that I had a call of ministry on my life, but I didn't know specifically what it was going to look like. I didn't fit some box to check. So I chose a degree path in Christian counseling, got my master's because I figured I could use that in any format. And at the time, I was really passionate about speaking into the lives of teenage girls about purity and modesty and all that. So I, I did that as much as I could. And then fast forward a few years, I get married and start having kids and I find myself in the corporate world, which I never expected to be there, but I felt like God placed me there. So I just was faithful and tried to, you know, flow with that and but the, the the call and the desire for ministry never left and so we were serving church just loved this house and so I was just asked to help out this recent Easter weekend and preach in all the kids services that weekend and I realized that uh, like many of you I drop off and pick up every weekend but I'd never actually been in the environment during service before and I was totally blown away at the level of excellence that was executed for our children. I don't know what I thought. I, I guess I just trusted and knew it was going to be good. My kids love to come to church but first of all just seeing like what you saw up here this morning kids leading was very impressive to me as a parent and as a church member to see, and these kids that are leading worship for the kids, it's not dumbed down kitty worship. It's fun, it's relevant, but it's authentic encounter with God worship. And I was like, wow. And then just seeing our precious volunteers and all of the effort that's gone into making it creative so that it's sticky to their hearts and they're walking away with something. And so I was just so moved and I believe that was the beginning of God preparing me and kind of turning my ear and my heart. I had no clue just four months ago or whenever Easter was that I'd be sitting here. So here I am and I'm still like, what in the world? Um, but I cannot tell you how truly excited I am and the responsibility that I feel that God has put in the honor to be able to be in this position. It is exciting, it is fun, but it's a profound calling for me. And so I just want you to know that the heart and vision that I have is really, I'm grateful for the marketplace experience that I have to bring to the table as a leader here, but really more than anything, what's fueling my vision is the mama heart in me. Because just like you, what I truly desire and hope for my children and all of your children is that they will genuinely love God, that they will love coming to his house, that they will be dragging you here, that if you're not excited, they're excited, and they're going to drag you through the door. And if they're not, I want you to let us know because that's our job, to make them love his house. 
and to set a table, like Kendall said, that kids love to be in and that they recognize the authentic presence of God. And that, yes, we're going to have fun and there's going to be candy and stuff, but that's not the goal fully. Let me read you a verse that God's put on my heart as I've made this transition in my life. And I believe that this is um, what he's given me as the compass to keep my eyes focused on. Matthew chapter 19, 13 and 14. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, you ready? Let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And you know what that tells me? It's easy to wing it with kids' church because you can put on some cool, fun music and play a game and, and throw out candy and they're pretty happy. But that's not being a good steward of the hour that we get with them. And that's not what Jesus expects us to do. He says, don't underestimate the kids. Like what's up over the wall, uh, over the doors of our entrance and what you've heard. Pastor Jeff loves the saying, you don't have to wait to be great. You can be a great kid. Why in the world would we think that kids are not capable of recognizing the presence of God and having a love for it at a very young age? So our desire is that when you take them to church and you drop them in their class, that we're going to take them to Jesus the best that we can. And we're going to have fun, but it's going to be real. And that is my heart. That is so my heart. And so I challenge you that if you've never uh, looked into the opportunity to serve in some capacity, especially if you have kids, I dare you to get in their environment and serve. And lay, see with your own eyes what I saw with my own eyes Easter weekend. It will change you, and you will be proud that your child is growing up in this house. So awesome. They can all preach, too. I mean, they can all get it. You see that. They don't need me. And so we are so blessed, Milestone. Um, to have leaders like this leading our young people. So let's give them one more round of applause. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. You know, we can sit here and, and, and we can tell you all these, um, you know, different things that we're passionate about. But here at Milestone, we love to share stories. And so I want to share, uh, share with you a story of a young man named Kai. He's a middle school student. And God radically changed his life. But not only did God change Kai... God really changed his whole family. And so I want you to see um, what God is doing in that family. So let's watch the screens. I first got invited by a church event at school. And, you know, some guys from Iceland came down and they were handing out cards. Saying, you know, come to Elevate, man. You know, it's going to be a great time. We can have food, we can have a DJ, like it's gonna be like the best experience of your life. I was like, you know, okay, you know, I'll try it, whatever, you know, it's gonna be cool, I guess. What was running through my mind was definitely I was nervous. I know there's gonna be a lot of older kids there. I've heard that there's gonna be like high schoolers, you know. You know, I wanted to feel accepted, obviously, since it was gonna be my first time and I didn't really know a lot of people. The first service, you know, just like knocked me off my feet. Like I had kids that I didn't even know, like come like sit with me. And I was like, wow, I was like, you know, this is really nice. I was kind of hanging out with like bad crowds, you know, not doing the right thing. And once you don't have that environment, you're kind of like, kind of feel empty, you know, because you're like, man, like I want that again. Like I want that every day. Every time I went to church, every service I heard, like it was always something that I needed to hear. It's really big for me to have something, have somewhere to go, you know, where, whenever I need it. And it's even bigger to me to have people that I can go to who will listen to me 
and help me. Middle of service when the pastor was talking and he was like, you know, do you know who Christ is? Do you know who God is? First I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I've heard about him. And speaking to everyone, he said, you know, have you ever been saved? And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I haven't, like I've never really committed my life to God and to Christ, you know? And so he's like, I want you to give everything that you have, all your problems, all the good things. He's like, just give it to God tonight. You know, God will take your problems, you know? He will lay them upon himself to do it. Hearing what the pastor said was just like being refreshed, you know? The feeling that it gave me was like, that's so true. That's like exactly what I needed to hear. That night, it was a night where I just gave my life to Christ. And it's like, you wanna start like sharing it with others. A lot of times, kids will like, they pick on me, you know, because I'm, I'm skinny. And it happens on like day-to-day -day basis. After being saved, it was the thought of, Jesus didn't make me with imperfections. Jesus made me perfect. This was huge for me. I didn't need to do all these things to feel okay. Like I didn't need to be like picking on other kids, you know, to feel okay. Like I don't need to be bragging all the time, you know, oh, you know, I just scored a touchdown. I did this, oh, I fought this kid, you know. Really stopped arguing with kids. I stopped like listening to like a lot of rap music. It was very nice to have, hey, like, you know, like, I got this, you know? I don't have anything to worry about. Like, all my worries are with God. What one service can do to you change the course of your life. My six-year-old brother, he's six now, like, he's gotten saved. My sister, she's gotten saved. My mom, you know, she's been saved. Like, me and my sister and my little brother all got baptized. My dad is out of town a lot for work, and it's really nice to know, like, every time he comes home, he's always in church with us. This is where I gave my life to Christ, where I got baptized, where I created a spiritual family. And that's what you want to have. You want to create that relationship with people. That's actually, like, one of the greatest feelings ever, because even when I mess up, even when things get hard, like, I always have God to look to. It's not all about the DJ, it's not all about the food, not all about your friends, you know? There's something so much better than that. It's what you get out of that service that's gonna impact your life forever. Powerful, what a powerful story. You know, here at Milestone, we've always strived to, to be a front door ministry when it comes to our next gen team. And simply what that means is, we believe that when you reach a young person, you have the potential not only to, to see that person's destiny change, but their brothers and their sisters, their moms and their dads. And that's what's happening in Kai's family. And, and just to be honest, that's a powerful story, but we have many stories like that that happen all the time. And we don't ever wanna take that for granted. We, we, we sit back and, and weekends like this, and we're, get, we're gonna go and we're gonna think back all the young people who greeted, who hosted, who led us into worship, and by the way, did a phenomenal job, who spoke. And at the end of the day, sometimes we wonder, are we really doing this? Is this just something we talk about, raising up the next generation, building sons and daughters? And some days I'll go home and I go, are we really making this happen? Is this really happening? And then we experience what we've experienced this weekend, and I'm just brought to tears because this is what God is doing through this house. And this is what uh, is part of our role is to, uh, you know, a lot of people say life is, is either a sprint or a marathon. I think life is more like a relay race. It's about handing the baton off to those coming behind us and cheering them every step of the way. When you came in the room, you got a card like this. And on the back, it has some very important dates. And, and this is just something just to keep in front of you. You can put on your refrigerator. It has some of our retreats and it has our VBS for our children and some of our summer camp dates that we have so that you can go ahead and prepare your schedules for that. And some of the other dates are gonna be coming out soon. We're working on details of, of locations and stuff. But 
On the bottom, there's a perforated uh, part where you can, you know, you can fill that out. If you're sitting here and you're like, man, I'm really moved by all of what God's doing here. What could I contribute? How could I be involved in? Simply, if you just fill this out and, and uh, check one of those areas that maybe you want some information about. Um, you're not committing to anything. You're just simply saying, hey, I would love to find a way to, to get involved. And we have people that serve every week. We have people that serve once a month. And then we have some families that serve, um, you know, only when our big events come up. Uh, one that I want to highlight is our fall retreat, our host home. It's the, the last box on here that you can check. And simply our in-town retreat, our students stay in host homes that are uh, provided by Milestone families. And it allows us to have a, a retreat experience here at home. And so let's pray together, church. Thank you so much for being generous. Uh, we're going to take the offering up in a moment. Before we do that, let me just tell you, we have a special song at the very end. Okay, so you don't want to walk out here early like some of you do. You want to stay to the very end, all right? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have. God, we love you. We're in so uh, in awe of what you're doing in our midst. Lord, we could never do this on our own. God, we never want to take it for granted. Lives that are being changed, families that are being changed, young people that are discovering the gifts and the talents that you've placed inside of them, God. Lord, I pray that we would rally together as parents and as the church, God, that we would build, Father Lord, sons and daughters, that they, Father Lord, would be a light in a dark world. God, we thank you for every one of our young people. I pray for every mom, every dad, every grandparent in this room. I pray that you would give them the wisdom and the strength to lead. I pray for our homes, God, that they would be filled with your presence. God, I pray that we would build cultures in our home where our young people would learn to hear your voice where they would honor one another, God, where it's a safe environment where they could fail, they would fail forward, Lord. And we would lift them up as parents, God. We thank you for all that you're doing, God, and all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 